Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive today my humble greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Joseph and welcome to another episode of the Jesus Cast podcast where we preach the gospel to ensure that your faith grows and that your purpose is discovered. Yeah, so we've started this. uh, It's not really a series. Okay, well, it is a mini series. Uh, Most of the time when I do series, they would have like different titles, but... I felt that this one just needed a single title that uh, would just explain what it is in general and we are discussing part of the plan and today we are in part two of that and we'll be looking into a situation that I think most of us get ourselves in. You know, uh, like you have a good plan and you know what you want to do and you get into it and as soon as you get into it, something goes completely sideways. More especially when that plan is based on what God told you. I've seen uh, a lot of times when God says, do this, and you get into it, you start doing it, and as you're doing it, all of a sudden, everything goes sideways. And you have no idea why the very thing that God had instructed you to do has to go sideways. Why it has to fail. Because ideally, because God sent you, it should work i think that's an expectation that i have it's an expectation that i think most people should have or would have that god if you said it then it's gonna work it's not supposed to be disturbed it's not supposed to be delayed it just has to work you said it and you know the future from the beginning you know everything so why is this not working out for me why is this failing now So we're going to be reading from the book of Luke, uh, verses 8 through, I mean, Luke chapter 8, verses 22 to 25, and it reads as follows. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We we honor you this morning. We, we thank you that this word, O oh Lord, you have instructed me, Jehovah, to share it, O oh Lord. It is not by my own abilities. It is not by my own strength. That is only your spirit that lives in me, O oh Lord, that allows me to do such, O oh Lord. And I pray, God, that, Lord, may this word go out, Lord, and may it find someone just at the most opportune time and transform their lives and move them, Lord, to the right direction of faith. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. So, yeah, uh, as I said, we're in part two of part of the plan. (laughs) And just getting into this message. So Jesus Christ uh, is with his disciples uh, and he says to them, let us go to the other side. 
okay so let us go to the next town idea and the disciples buy into that idea okay so this is god's plan ideally and i want you to look at it from this perspective okay uh, what jesus christ instructs them to do i want you to look at it as god's plan because that is what god wants us to do okay and the disciples saw that as god's plan so they said okay you're instructing us we will go i, 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 I like the enthusiasm in the disciples because for e for every time that jesus christ commanded them to do something they would do it okay for every time that jesus said do this they would do it even when they didn't understand it in fact when you look at uh, when jesus christ meets with peter as you go through luke in the beginning uh for the first time as they meet uh, jesus heals peter's mother-in-law and then it gets to a point where now peter trusts jesus because jesus has done something and then this one time they're fishing and they're trying to catch fish obviously and they didn't catch anything throughout the night and as they're fishing jesus comes to them and says do it again try again okay and they try again and peter says to christ because you said it i'm gonna try it again and it works out okay and it works out but here Jesus Christ says, let us go to the other side. His instruction, but this time, something goes horribly wrong. Something goes sideways for them. The sudden storm that comes up against them, okay, and fear creeps in into the disciples. Okay. Fear creeps in because at this very moment, they had never thought that what Jesus instructed them to do would lead them to a storm. And I think this is what we go through most of the time, that when God plans for us and we think God's plan is perfect, so it's going to work, it has to work. And we go all out and we throw in all our finances into it because we thought this business is going to work, because we thought... You know, this job that I'm applying for, I'm so committed to it. I've already started even planning on how I'm going to do it on how, when I'm going to start. I've already even started planning on how I'm going to settle my debts, how I'm going to pay this, how I'm going to buy myself a car or a house. But then it goes sideways. Mind you, the disciples didn't choose to go to the other side. Jesus Christ did. Then he decides to sleep. And then the storm comes. And as the storm comes, I think sometimes God purposely puts us in situations of danger. I think sometimes he just throws us into these situations where we think that we cannot get out of them. In fact, as I was reading through James, a couple of months ago, I was reading through James. I decided that I want to do just, you know, just a refresher on James. And James says, the testing of your faith produces endurance. And I had to think about that. That the disciples at this moment, on this boat, their faith was being tested. Their faith was being tested. And it's frustrating that they were obedient to the word of God, but they had to get into a situation like this. 
And is it not frustrating for you that you agree that God, I'm going to go to that church. And when you go to that church and God promised you that you were going to be <laughs> a pastor and it doesn't work out at that church. And they bring in someone else to come and lead the church or you apply for a job and you've been working in that section for a long time. You've even acted as a manager in that position, but they go and hire a manager from outside and you're wondering why the hell did you send me here if you didn't want me to get what you sent me for. You said I should start this business and now it's failing, it's trembling. And you know what happens? We begin to doubt his word. We begin to lack confidence in what he said. And we question him. And we start questioning if it was his plan in the first place. You know what the danger is in all of this? Is the minute we start questioning him, then we want to take matters into our own hands. We want to have control over the situation. And when we try to have control over the situation, we're trying to make a plan that we didn't plan on work. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm on this message, you know, and, and, and I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get to a point where we get to understand that God is the master planner. Okay, that all of these plans about our lives are based on what he has planned for us. He has predestined them for us. But when situations like these happen, when troubles come, when, when storms come our way and we get shaken up because we forget who planned. By the way, if you're taking notes, whatever, this is point number one. We get shaken up because we forget who planned. I said in the, in the message last week, in part one of the session, that it's God's plan, okay? He is the planner. And when God sends us to do things or sends us to places, when troubles come and difficulties come, we forget that he planned and we start trying to do things our way. We try we start trying to navigate things around with our own ideas, with our own methodologies, with our own plans in head. We start thinking, oh, this is my plan now, I need to take ownership of it. No. You are part of the plan. When the plan starts going sideways, you don't develop fear. No. You go to the master planner who is Christ, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. And he will perfect your faith when you trust him, when you depend on him, when you lean on him, when you remember who the master planner is. And I think the disciples kind of like forgot who gave them the idea that they should go to the other side. That is why fear crept in. That is why they got uncomfortable in the boat. That is why they got fearful. This will probably come up again, but I'm trying to make you get this. That I think that they didn't wake Christ up because they thought he was going to be able to get them out of the situation. I think they woke him up because they didn't want him to die in his sleep. I think they woke him up 
because they thought he needs to be aware of what's happening. Not because he can do something about it, but because he's here with us. We can't just let him die. So they woke him up. Okay? So they woke him up. And I, and, and, and I want you to get my point here. Okay? Because the minute he has woken up and he has quieted the storm, they all act in shock. I wouldn't be shocked if I knew that if I woke him up, he was going to be able to stop it. But I would be in shock if I woke him up and he stopped it. <laughs> and I didn't plan that he would stop it. Do, 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 do you get my point though? I'm trying to get this point across. That they only woke him up as courtesy. Not because they trusted that he would stop it. Oh my God. Isn't that what we do? When situations go sideways and we go complaining to God, not because we think that he can get us out of situations, but because we are angry that he got us into those situations. Because we are angry that we, we have fallen into this pit that we never thought that we would fall into because we followed him, his instruction. So we are mad at him. And we stop trusting him. Now we just trying to figure things out by ourselves. And I believe the disciples have gotten to that point. This is when fear creeps in. It creeps in because we think we have to do everything by ourselves. We forget who the master planner is. And Christ is the master planner. God is the master planner. Everything that we do from the beginning to its very end, it is God who has planned it for our lives. And I want you to hear me, okay? I'm not speaking to people that are not saved. I'm speaking to people who are saved. If you get saved, you are saying, I want to be a part of your plan, God. I don't want to figure things out by myself. I want you to figure them out for me. And I will do the work. You just figure them out. Another reason we, 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 we get shaken up is we forget who is with us. In fact, we forget that God is with us. The Bible tells us that he does not sleep nor slumber. So we forget that. The disciples forgot who they were with. And yes, they remembered him from a physical point of view, okay? They remembered him from that perspective, okay? That's why they woke him up. But they forgot the power that he possessed. So when they scrummed to him and said, we are perishing, it wasn't perishing because you can save us. It was perishing because we are perishing. We are going to die on this boat and you can't do anything about it because they forgot who he was. And I go back to this point again. How do I know that they forgot who he was? Because the minute he woke up and he stopped the storm, they got shocked. You don't get shocked when you know what God is capable of doing. You don't get surprised by what God is able to do. You don't get surprised when you get a job because you know your father can do it. You don't get shocked <laughs> when customers come flooding into your business because you know the father can make it happen. What God can do cannot shock us anymore. I can get shocked by what he cannot do. 
because I don't expect him to not be able to do anything. Here's one of my convictions. I believe that anyone who has cultivated a relationship with Christ, okay, anyone who has built up a relationship with Christ, a history with Christ, okay, knows when a move of God is upon their life. So they don't get shocked by what God is doing. This is a conversation that I've been having with my wife for a couple of days now. And I've been saying, I don't want to get surprised by what God is doing. Okay, I hear a lot of songs and I hear a lot of people say, I might not be able to see what you're doing, God, but I'm going to trust you. Yes, that is nice. Because from a physical point of view, I don't care about seeing what God is doing. But from a spiritual point of view, we need to be able to see what God is doing. From a spiritual point of view, we need to know when God is speaking to us. And I think this is the major problem right now. That people who cannot see God tend to get shocked when he does things. And it's nice. I'll tell you this. It's nice. It's a great feeling when God does something and it surprises you. But you know what's a greater feeling? When you know that God is going to do something and he does it. Because you know who he is because you've built a history with him because you have such a great history with him that you understand the patterns of God and how he works and that is what I want us to pray about that God I want to understand your patterns I want to know how you work I don't want to be shocked like the world is shocked I know you I'm a believer I am saved so I cannot be shocked by what you do because I know what you can do I want to see it my faith is on that But when you don't know who you are with, you constantly get shocked. But when you don't know who you're with, more importantly, you get fearful and your faith fades. And now you're trying to figure things out by yourself. And now you're trying to get people to help you. And now you're trying to go to places that you were not even supposed to go to because you think they will help you. Because you forgot the master plan was with you. All along. The Israelites, <laughs> as, 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 as they've just ran from the Egyptians, and they see them chasing them, continuously chasing them, and they're fearful, and God says, Do not be fearful. As they complain to Moses and tell Moses, we, we, you got us out of Egypt to come and kill us here. And God says to them, the Egyptians you see now, you will see no more. But they don't have confidence in that because they've never trusted him. This is a man who did the 10 plagues and they saw that and it didn't affect them. It affected the Egyptians and they still didn't trust him. When they ran out of water, and Moses got water out of a rock, they still didn't trust him. (laughs) 
Here's my prayer for you. And maybe you might not accept this, but here's my prayer for you. That you are never like the Israelites who having seen God's power still questioned his abilities. Still having seen God show up still didn't know who he is. Because for every challenge they faced, they felt the need to make him feel that they didn't understand who he was. And my prayer today for you is that you don't become like them, but rather that in your faith you grow to a point where you are able to know God fully. That when challenges come, when storms arise against you, you stand. You stand in confidence because you know who your father is. And the fear that comes and eliminates your faith never ever gets to you. Whatever the situation. And I think this is the problem. We forget faith. That's point number three, by the way. The reason why we get fearful is because we forget the simple basic command of faith. Have faith. In fact, we forget even the basic command. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. God, 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 God speaks to Joshua and says, be strong and courageous. I wonder if we really, really have faith. I wonder if we trust God enough with our lives for him to be in charge of them. Or we just trust God only after he had done something. And when we need the next thing, we stop trusting him until he has done it. And then we stop trusting him again until he's done something else. I wonder if we are in a constant cycle of only trusting God after we see physical things. I wonder if we have an understanding of what it means that faith is the evidence of things hoped for. These are things that you cannot see. In fact, in Romans, Paul tells us that it is not faith if you can see it. Romans chapter 8. Look it up. He says, it is not faith if you can see it. If you're going to have faith in the things that you can see, then you do not have faith. And I'm not speaking about things that you can see from a spiritual point of view. I'm speaking about things that you can see from your eyes. It is not faith. The Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. Think about it. Our faith is something that cannot be seen. It cannot be touched. It is not tangible. Okay? But it makes things happen. It brings things that are in the spirit into life. And eventually as they manifest in life, they become physical and then we can see them. But we don't see that. We don't have faith when we see them. We have faith before we see them. Our faith is what produces them. Without our faith, none can be produced. Do you get me? 
you know what happens <laughs> when we, we when, when we are faced with fear and there's a storm that is raging against us at that very point faith is useless to us that's what happens you're like I'm dying and the disciples were like we are perishing so faith was useless to them they they couldn't hold on to faith they had to think we are dying so we need to figure something out real quick they were not confident that they would survive the storm and I think this is what this is another thing that we face when challenges come we are not confident that we can make it so we get fearful and lose the faith and this is what we do in fact some of us <laughs> go as far as getting to a point that I don't want to go to church anymore. Don't tell me about God anymore. I don't want to pray anymore. All of the things that would keep your faith strong. I get it. Okay. He sent you. And now he's leaving you in the storm. I get it. Okay. You're supposed to be fearful. You're supposed to be afraid. That's what normal people do. But you're not a normal person. You're a Christian. You're saved by amazing grace. You're saved by the blood of Jesus. The very blood, okay, that washes away our sins. The very blood whose stripes, okay, that led to, I mean, the very blood which led to Christ having stripes and stripes that heal. And now when you're sick, you don't think that God can heal you? Kanjani, like how? How, how, how? When we go through troubles, our faith is what should keep us going. One is our faith in that the plan is God's. Two is our faith in that the plan includes us. Three is this plan will only work if we are a part of it and we have faith that God is using us in it. And if we don't have any faith in any of these three that I just mentioned, then I tell you this, do it your way. But I guarantee you, you will sink. You will perish. Because it was never your plan in the first place it was God's plan he's the one who is sending you he is the one who is directing you he is the one who is guiding you he is the one who is telling you go I like how David in Psalm 23 and he goes the Lord is my shepherd do you get that he has accepted that God is the one who guides him it is God who is the one who leads him and I think most of us we look at God from a perspective of going to heaven only we don't see him leading us on earth. We only see him leading us to heaven. And yeah, it's great. It's nice. We want to get to heaven. But whilst you live on earth, you need to trust him as well. You need to depend on him as well. You need to lay your life on him. You need to lay your life before him and trust him to lead you.
me out. Okay. I know you're thinking this plan is not working out. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. But God sent me. And I don't understand why it's not working out. But he sent me. But listen to this. That is also part of the plan. So it's going as it should. In that very moment, something needs to happen for you. There's a transition that needs to take place. There's a change that needs to take place. James tells us that the testing of our faith will produce endurance. Okay, And he says that and when we have passed that test, that endurance, we will be complete. Do you get it? The passing of the test is what will make us complete. It is what will make us favorable to God. It is what will make God to see us as worthy. Hebrews 11 verse 6 tells us that faith is what pleases God. Nothing else. And faith is important when it comes to plans. Because you gotta trust God to make it work. You gotta trust God to see you through. But the minute you lose your faith in the middle, it's all going down. I'm sorry, this is not a faith message, by the way. I know I've said a lot of faith, but it's not a faith message. This is a message about you knowing that God's plan is God's plan and it should work. And whether it's going proper, well, or sideways, it's going as it should. What I do know is that disciples failed that test. That's one thing you should know. Because they got shaken up and they forgot who they were with. And they forgot who planned the trip, which was Christ. And they started thinking that they were going to die. I'm going to tell you this. It's going to be the case most of the time. Okay? If God wants to use you, He will test you. He will let you go through situations that will test your faith. Because your faith is what He's interested in. Just in passing. This is just been a message that God has been, you know embedding in my heart for, 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 for a while now. He has impressed this in my heart and, and I feel that it's important that I share it with you. Sometimes God will send you to a place that you're not even comfortable in. A place that you don't even like. A place that you don't even want to be in. But you know what he says? He says, everyone that I'm going to use I will send to the wilderness. Everyone that I'm going to use, I will send to a place of discomfort. Everyone that I'm going to use, I will send them to a place that will get the best out of them. Because in a comfortable space, you will not get the best out of people. But in an uncomfortable space, people prove to be more resilient. And that is what God is going to build in you if you allow him to build it. 
But you also need to recognize that you are called by God for that to happen. You need to recognize that God has called you for a specific purpose and that is why he's putting you in a place like that because he wants you to learn something. And if you don't recognize first that he has called you, then you won't see what he is teaching you. And when you don't see what he's teaching you, you will live a life of bitterness. You will live a life of anger, of fear, of hate, and every other thing that contradicts the word of God because you don't think that God is using you. Because you think that God is putting you in all of these bad situations because he hates you, because he has favorites, and you're not one of them. And that's what you're going to think. But God wants you to know today that where you are, there's a purpose that is behind it. And that purpose, you need to go back and discover it. Because until you've discovered what God wants you to do, you won't be able to get over the place that he has placed you in. Now I'd go on and give you a lot of people in the Bible who have gone to the wilderness. John did. David, Moses, Joseph, Jesus, all went into a place that they were uncomfortable in, but God used them. But God took them there to refine them, to make them into the people who would be able to do what he had called them to do. And had they not gone through that, I don't know. I'm not going to say it was not going to be possible because I know God. I know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. I know that God's ways are higher than mine and his thoughts are higher than mine. I know God. Okay? And I know he can use anyone. But most importantly, I know that if he's going to use you, you will go through difficulties one day. You will go through moments that will shape your life and you need to be able to understand what's going on in your life. This is ultimately what I'm saying. We ought to trust God because even when things don't seem to work, they are working for our good. And God wants us to understand that. Okay, He wants us to understand that this is still part of the plan. And yes, the chaos, the storms, the bad days, okay, the lack of money, the lack of food. <laughs> some of these things are part of the plan. I'm not saying all of these things. Some of them are just our own thinking and our own doing. But anyone who's been sent by God, who goes through all of that, trust me, it is part of a plan, a larger plan, a plan that will get you to the other side and you will see God. And you will see his hand. You will see his power. And though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you fear no evil because you know him. I want us to come to an understanding that it is God's plan. And that we never forget who he is. And most importantly, we don't lose our faith because of what's going on. But in fact, we grow in faith because of what's going on. Amen. 
Now let me pray with you. Just a quick prayer. Dear Father in heaven, help this listener to remember that the plan is yours. Help them to remember that you're a master planner and you won't fail them. And today I pray that they put their trust in you. And that they allow you to plan and they will be a part of your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've been listening to this message throughout from the beginning to the end and you hear me talking about faith and all the things that I've spoken about and the plans that God has for us, which are to prosper us, by the way, and not to harm us. And so if we go through harm, it does not mean that God does not want good for us, but that he is refining us, that he is putting us into a place where he will get us out of that situation and we will be shocked by the fact that we didn't trust him. But if we trust him, we will not be shocked. And anyone who wants to trust them today, I just want to give you a chance to say this prayer with me. Anyone who is saying, I want to be committed to Christ. I want to understand this salvation thing. And I want to come closer to Christ. I want to know him. I want to, I want to depend on him with my life. I want him to plan for me because I've tried planning and I failed. So I want to see his plan that prospers even when, even when we get in storms. So I want you to say this prayer with me right now, quickly. Uh, just say it with me. Uh, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for dying and rising so that I can live. I am born again. In your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. So yeah, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for the first time today, congratulations. You are a Christian. You are born again. And as a way for us to welcome you into this wonderful family i'd like you to drop me a whatsapp on 061-44-55246 you can just take it back and you remember the number or you can just send us a dm on our instagram page at jesuscastco it's simple okay at jesuscastco or you can just google the Jesus Cast podcast, and I'm sure you can get a lot you'll find a lot of pages uh okay you're already on the podcast what am i saying anyway <laughs> going back uh, you can check our website out www.jesuscastco.co.za and you can check out our blog posts our products and the likes and yeah uh, you can reach out to us as well and we will get back to you we, we, we love it we love to see people getting saved we love to see people being impacted and also guys okay if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now and you've had messages that you have like that have impacted your life please do share them with your friends and your family members so that they can also be impacted we believe we are disciples making disciples so take jesus to the world in the name of jesus amen and amen heavenly father we thank you we honor you we praise you and we worship you this is your way and we believe jehovah that god it did what it's supposed to do I believe, Father, that for each person who listened to this word, their life is transformed, their life is renewed, and you have restored them, O oh Lord, to the people that you have initially intended for them, O oh Lord. 
I pray that their faith grows. I pray that God, their desire to serve you has actually even been elevated at this very moment by this very message today. In Jesus' mighty name, O Lord, and that their plans that you planned are working out for their good. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. We hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye.